I believe that software rewrites almost always fail. Whether you're a seasoned engineer or climbing up the ladder, there are always questions that come up. Asim Razak, founder of Yodascale and a leader at companies like PayPal and eBay, has lived them, survived them, and is here to share to help you get where you want to go. Stay tuned and check out the show notes for how to submit your questions for future episodes. Hello everyone, I am Asim Razak and in this episode we'll be talking about the sensitive topic of software rewrite versus software refactor, which can make or break an engineering organization and even a company. So let's dive right in. Having uh, led engineering teams at early stage startups, mid stage startups, late stage startups at uh, companies like PayPal and eBay for many, many, many years, I believe that software rewrites almost always fail. So before we explore that further on why that happens and why a refactor is always the best bet, let's talk a little bit about what leads to these trade-offs before we delve into what a rewrite really is, what a refactor really is. So like any software system, if you have customers on it, you have the market demands, you have to add features, you have to add functionality, you add users to it, it is inevitable that it will accrue something called technical debt and design debt. And what that means is that you're not able to adhere to all the key beautiful principles of ideal software design that you were able to perhaps at the beginning of the journey and beginning of the adventure, just because the market and business are pulling you faster than you have time to, to build things in an ideal way. So there tends to be a lot of pressure. The features continue to start. So here are some of the symptoms. The features continue to take longer than they used to. And the maintenance on the software, fixing bugs, adding incremental stuff, starts taking longer and longer than it used to. As you hire more people, more engineers, the onboarding takes a while because they don't completely understand how the software is built. There's a lot of tribal knowledge that is in place that people who maybe are there have or people who had that knowledge, they've left. And ultimately what ends up happening is that the software is not moving at the speed that the market and the customers are demanding, which is a big challenge. So let's talk about what is a rewrite and what's a refactor because those definitions uh, can have uh, different meanings to different people. And so in order to explain that, let's use an example. So let's say you're building an e-commerce website, that's the business and it sells shoes. And you start off with a basic website, you can take orders, you can fulfill orders, you can ship orders, and you've thought through some of the architecture, you want a three-tier architecture, you want the presentation layer separate from the middle tier and business logic, separate from the data layer, all's good, right? So you get the initial one or two versions of the software out there, you go live, there are customers that start using your software, and then as soon as that happens, assuming you're lucky, you're gonna see an uptick in usage, and people, they love the product, they're gonna be asking for additional things and additional features. For example, you have to now calculate things like accurate shipping costs, which means you might have to connect to another service. You might have to add additional payment options. Uh, you might have to do better error handling uh, of whether there is enough inventory or not. In a store like that, you'll have a number of additional features and capabilities that the business is demanding, especially as you go from local to a global scale, and there is a ton more demand. 
Uh, you might additionally have to have features like recommendations that you have to build. So if somebody's already bought or they're looking at a particular product, a particular shoe, uh, you might want to showcase another product to them that might be helpful in terms of the purchasing. You would have to build a re review service where users can come in and give reviews. So the point of all of this is that those demands are going to be, given the success of the business, coming in at a lightning speed. You have to make those decisions. You're not going to be able to build the software in that ideal way, just test it at all the levels that you were able to do. And inevitably, what ends up happening is there is design technical debt. So an example of that could be, let's say, using JavaScript HTML in your frontier layer. I know that's a simple example, but just to kind of illustrate a point, that perhaps you start calculating the shipping cost in the frontier. Uh, you start connecting to that service. You do your error handling that should be happening in the middle layer. Some of the business logic starts showing up in terms of how you've integrated into the payments options and what you accept and what you don't accept. So very quickly, your frontier will start becoming a mix of your frontier presentation layer plus some additional business logic. Your middle tier might start pulling in certain things. As an example, it could be writing some uh, stored procedures or things of that nature. We've seen that in systems as well that encapsulate business logic at a data level. I know these are somewhat extreme examples, but those things can and have happened. And so now the challenge is that it is unclear where the boundary of the presentation starts, where the boundary of the middle tier starts, where the boundary of the, of the database starts. And eventually to illustrate some of the other reasons I mentioned, somebody new coming in, it's hard for them to follow the logic, it's hard for them to test, it's um, hard to go fix a bug because it might be intertwined into the presentation tier, and on and on and on. And so you have, you're at a crossroads, ultimately, where the question is, do you do something to refactor? Do you take some of the business logic out of the existing system and put it back into the middle tier? Do you build services and go fix all the places where that business logic needs to be called. And similarly, if you have a data access layer and some of the data access capability should be in the middle tier, it's in the presentation tier, how do you go fix that, right? So versus there can be another opinion depending on how bad or challenging the situation is to do a rewrite from the ground up. So meaning you write everything from scratch. You build a parallel system that is not customer tested, it's not battle hardened, uh, but it easy, it's easy to build and uh, that tends to be a somewhat of a counterintuitive, this is the easier path <laughs> type, of a, type of a deal, but resist that mindset. Because what's gonna inevitably happen in that rewrite is that there is nobody who understands the system from the ground up. Engineering is always looking at product and people in the field say, well, you didn't give me all the requirements that I need to build this against. In the meantime, the rewrite is going on, it has to go through a similar or the same journey as the original version of the product, which is that you still need to battle harden it. You still need to make sure that it can uh, really withstand the test of time while the business is still continuing to ask for additional capabilities. So think in this scenario, and I almost believe in every scenario, unless things are so bad, so bad that you have to declare technical bankruptcy, right? you just can't, you touch the system and everything falls apart, a refactor is always, always, always the best option in these scenarios. And the challenge, the reason why refactors are not as effective is because of the approach, which means that the first thing one has to do 
is to build an extremely robust testing layer at multiple levels to make sure as you refactor, as you move things around, as you get your software more flexible, more readable, that as you do that, there is this uh, insurance, this harness that's in place that will tell you if something breaks or not. And you can incrementally do this while you're adding features. And that has a much better shot at success because you can continue to serve the needs of the business. You can continue to evolve the software and you can continue to make sure you don't really risk the company going out of business because that can happen because there's a lot of failed rewrites that never see the light of day. And now you're sitting there with a failed rewrite that didn't get you any further while your existing system that you could have been refactoring all this time has no incremental value to the customer or to the business. So in short, refactor is typically the safest option. I know I'm a recovering engineer. There's always a tendency to rewrite, resist that urge, focus back on business success, focus back on minimizing the risk. As a call to action, I would highly recommend reading Martin Fowler's blog on the topic. We'll create a link at the below the podcast here, and I would love to hear from you. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this a good use of your time, please subscribe, rate, and review Always an Engineer wherever you listen to podcasts. And please share this with someone you think would get value out of it too. Until next time.